Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's BudPod 160. 160. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a manic dream girl pixie. Yes. Manic- yes, you are, Phil. Yes. Because I got short hair. I just I had a haircut. <laughs> that makes me a manic pixie dream girl, I think. <laughs> manic pixie dream, Phil, is a very funny, good, a good title for a show. <laughs> yeah, the reference is just a bit too old now. It's quite like a vintage reference, so... A manic piece of dream girl. Yeah. I, well, I do I'm... have a shortcut. I, I have short hair at the moment, Pierre, because um, in Melbourne, I got a haircut from, I'm not exaggerating, a furious Korean lady. <laughs> she cut my hair <laughs> like it had just broken up with her. Really? Like she was like, ha, 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 like that. She just kept, I thought she was going to take my ears off. Like she was just going in dry with this pair of scissors. <laughs> no control. Just hutch, hutch, like my head was a hedge. <laughs> I, I was genuinely scared about my ears, but she did a good job in the end, but I was terrified. Was, um, the, so the way she was cutting your hair was like in a, in a video game where you like, you were like Minecraft or one of those survival games where you like, you punch a tree to make logs and then you punch the logs to make planks. <laughs> yeah. She yeah, that's right. That's right. Attacking your head to make it like a haircut. She was like the orcs in, uh, what is it? It's not Warhammer. Uh, well, the Warcraft, the one, the... Warcraft, yeah, with okay, and they go and they just <laughs> chop at the wood or they pick at the rocks. Yeah, and it's just going yeah. It was, oh, it was like oh, she was harvesting oh. my head for resources. That, that's that's how she cut my hair. <laughs> yeah, like an Age of Empires villager just hammering the edges of your head, and a haircut just slowly appears. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Um, and was was this because of course you know there is there's enough of an asian population in australia was this an asian's barber an asian hairdresser it was a korean yeah korean hairdresser most of pretty much all the hairdressers in melbourne are korean it seems all the hairdressers or all the hairdressers that cater to asian hair all the Asian hairdressers are korean hairdressers okay yeah, yeah. all right oh interesting i yeah. didn't realize it was a korean uh, population there yeah, it seems to be quite a decent one, and like properly Korean. I mean, like very not very little English. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So properly Korean. I mean, yeah, the Asian diasporas in in Melbourne are pretty authentic. They're pretty recent arrivals, I think. Oh wow! I really would never have thought Korean. I wonder what what would an Australian Korean what's it, what's the what would that what does that end up culturally with? Oh yeah, I Com- don't know. They're both pretty competitive places. Competitive, mm. but I feel like Australia is laid back in a way that Korea is not. Yeah, you that's know, right. Koreans are very particular and neat, um, and Australians I do not ascribe those values to exactly now. Yeah, an uptight surfer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, the movie Parasite couldn't happen in Australia, I don't think. Because <laughs> even even the millionaires act, you know, they behave like they're, they're Crocodile Dundee. So they're still Australian. Yeah. That's true. It's a very flat society. Have you felt flat while you're out there? Um, yes, yes. I felt, uh, I, I felt flat. I felt fat. Uh, because I I was eating so much. Yes, I, yeah. I I spent so long with my personal trainer in, in London trying to get into shape for my world tour, and then two weeks in Melbourne, food capital of the world, and yeah. I'm back to where I started. Oh mate, just yeah. lots of noodles and oil. <laughs> lots of oil, lots of fat, lots of brunch. Of course, lots of full fat um, coffee drinks, full fat milk, that's, flat white, and that's frost. What gets you. That's frothed dairy fats mm-hmm. uh, 
and now, but don't worry, Pierre. I'm sure to lose weight now because I'm now in America. <laughs> oh, good. Where food is famously lean and low in calories. Oh, and the portions are Scrooge-like. Yeah, the portions are really small. Actually, that said, Pierre, I'm currently in Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn City, America. I'm currently <laughs> in Brooklyn. And last night, I went out on my own to like a nice like little bistro place. Oh. And... Um, and it was <laughs> eating out on your own is usually I really enjoy, except when you turn up to a place and you look at the menu and the menu's like platters to share. It's like sharing plates. Oh no! Yeah, and then you have to <laughs> the advert. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, how do you eat tapas for one? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the kind of place that's always advertised where it's like a table of like five or six graphic designers hanging out. <laughs> um, yeah. And I asked the lady, because it was like one of those menus are split into like sharing plates and then like mains. The second half is mains. Mm, yeah. And they'll go, mm, you want to get like two or three plates per person or whatever. And uh, so I said to this lady, it's just me. Do I, is, is it too much if I get a main and one of the sharing plates on the side? And she was like, yeah, that'll be a brick spread. And I was like, wow, an American is telling me that'll be too much. Yeah. I'm just going to get the main course. I just got this risotto. I ordered the risotto. And it came back, and it was like a fancy place's portion of risotto. It was like, like oh, you mean a dollop? Yeah, it was like a dollop, a little dollop of risotto with some green veg. Uh-uh. And I was like, wow, Brook, this is why the rest of America hates New York. Yeah, yeah, because they New Yorkers think they're European. Yeah, uh, they're having dollops of risotto. I got angry. I was like, how did? How, look at me. How dare you think this is enough? <laughs> I have been training in Australia for this. <laughs> so I had that and then I'd order another and I ordered one of the plates, the, small, the sharing plates, and I shared it with myself. Yes. I love it. What did you share with yourself? Um, they were delicious, actually. Um, little neck clams. They were clams cooked with sort of pancetta in a garlic parsley uh, sauce really nice, and Pierre. you shared them right into <laughs> really your, nice. Shared them right into your little mouth, right into my gobber. Shared them with my teeth and my tongue and the <laughs> and my lips. You should we have all um, had a little party. You should have ordered continuously each time, like seeing if you're full yet, and going nope, not yet. And each time doing it really like um like as if you're blaming the the lady. <laughs> yeah, just to, well, you've done it again. Well, I hope you're happy. I'm still I hungry. Happy, Good lady. work. <laughs> Good work. My compliments to the tiny chef. <laughs> yeah. So now, Phil, I have a question about your exposure to Melbourne is the home of, of brunch, arguably. Is there a new brunch trend that we can expect here in the UK that will arrive in about a year? What they're really into now in Melbourne brunch wise is... And it suits me down to the effing ground. Chinese chili oil with scrambled eggs. Okay, okay. So they, it's called the chili scramble. They've got a lot of chili scrambles going on. And the scrambled eggs with lao gan ma, which is that uh, Chinese dried chili oil that is delicious and addictive and uh. makes everything better. But with scrambled eggs on toast, ooh la la. So if you have the resources, pod buds, you've got to make... The Chinese supermarket um, should have lao gan ma, which is just like dried chili oil. Throw some of that chili oil in them scrambled eggs. You will not regret. So that's on its way. Chili scramble. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I also, there was also a new coffee that I was, uh, I'd learned about uh, in Melbourne. They've invented a new coffee called, and this is ridiculous, Pierre. It's called The Magic. No, it's not. It's called The Magic. You can order a magic. Like... <laughs> So wait, hang on. Do you do you say can I have the magic, please, or do you say can I have a magic? Because someone asking for the no, magic you, sounds say... like they're asking to be wanked off during a massage. Yeah, I, I was about to say if you ask for the magic, they'd lead you into a back room, and, scrambles your chilies, and they scramble your yeah, they scramble your eggs. Chili. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a magic, okay. and some one of one of the baristas tried to explain it to me. 
as like you have to get like it's like you just take the it's called the ristretto i think which is the first portion of the espresso which is that kind of oily bit it's the oily fruity tangy bit yes. and i think instead of and you have to stop it and then you have to do another one and you add two ristrettos together and that is your shot i think that's what it is so it's like a little oilier it's a little uh fruitier sounds wasteful really nice it does sound wasteful as well. I wonder what they do with the rest. Can you order? Yeah, can you order a lack of magic, and it's the rest, right? For like a discount. I what would a, a secular? A, that's a, what that's called. A reality. Yeah, I want the purely secular element of this espresso. I would like some secular coffee, please. <laughs> and they go. They they keep asking if you want magic, and you just go, no, 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 no. I don't. None of that for me, thanks. Um, and then I landed at JFK Pierre uh, yesterday morning, and the first, th- my first meal of my America trip was a Dunkin' Donuts breakfast bagel Ooh. with just uh, coffee. In America, what's what I do like is that you can just you can order just a coffee, and they will give you a coffee. Yeah, they won't ask you what coffee. What just say a coffee. Like and they'll in a, just pour some brown liquid into a cup and they'll give it to you, no questions asked. Like in a TV show where they're trying to avoid a copyright issue in a pub. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a pint of beer, please, and then they get it. <laughs> yeah. I think that is... I do respect that, and that is in some ways why it's the land of the free, because you are free to, to demand something vague, and by God, you'll get something. It is the land of the free Pierre, and this is how free. I just texted you this picture. I was in a yeah. pharmacy here in in uh, Brooklyn, and you can buy a a, a tub of uh, ibuprofen. Yeah. So in the UK, it's you, they come in packs of sixteen max. Yeah. Maximum sixteen tablets. M- maximum max, and I think you can buy two of those packs maximum. So you can have per purchase, you can buy thirty two ibuprofens maximum. Yeah. There, there's one tub of ibuprofen in the pharmacy I was in. It was one thousand <laughs> tablets in one bottle. One thousand, a hundred times ten ibuprofen tablets, and you can just buy that. It was twenty-one dollars value pack. You can just buy a thousand ibuprofen. That is more than. <laughs> That is more than 30 times the maximum you can buy in the UK. And it's, I, it's so I, much. I think I figured out I think I figured out why Pierre. Yeah. Because life is so good in the US. The drug companies, they know you're not going to kill yourself. <laughs> they know you're going <laughs> Life is free and fun. Yeah. And everyone's upbeat and optimistic. Whereas in the UK, they're like, if we let people buy more than 40 ibuprofen, they're going to kill themselves. Because <laughs> look what the weather is like. Ironically, they're going to do it because they can't do it. Yeah, they're going to kill themselves. Be- they want to kill themselves because they can't buy more than 32 ibuprofens in one go. They, they, it'll be a self-solving, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've just, I've just done a maths there, Phil. How many per dollar? That's forty-seven and a half tablets per dollar. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. So that's 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 almost that's basic. It's roughly two cents a tablet. That's astonishing. <laughs> so it's like a land of the free, Pierre. Land of the free, and a, you know what? And la- definitely a land of the uninflamed. They've, yeah, they've actually eradicated the headache here. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it's like smallpox to them. It's just an insane question to even ask. <laughs> a thousand tablets, Pierre, in one bottle. If you one thousand, how how long is that even going to last you? It would be fascinating to go into a pharmacy, in, a Boots or whatever, in the UK, and just say, just go up to the guy and go. Can I have a thousand ibuprofen? <laughs> they just shut the gates and call the police. They call like, the bow, police. Bow, bow, bow. Or they'd, or suicide they'd, risk, suicide risk. They'd smile and they'd say, why is that, sir? And you'd realize their hand was going, and they're pressing a button really rapidly under the desk. 
is everything okay, sir, at home? Is everything all right? <laughs> Do we need to call someone? Yeah, a thousand. How inflamed would you have to be to have one to a thousand? <laughs> a thousand? You'd have to oh be... Oh, my Lord. That's what, like, Veruca Salt or whatever would need if they're swelling into a blueberry. <laughs> I prescribe you a thousand ibuprofen. That's That would be... T- if someone in the UK said, I'm going to prescribe you a thousand ibuprofen, they'd be saying, I'm going to try and get you to kill yourself. <laughs> that's what it would sound like. It's astonishing. It's truly astonishing. I'd feel I'd feel so crazy having a tub of them. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right being able to just put your hand into a jar and you shouldn't be able to like scoop ibuprofen. Yeah, it's like if I I would feel as weird scooping it out in powder form with a little scoop like it's a protein shake. Yeah. Or like washing detergent. Yeah, yeah. Having a big, a big uh, cardboard box of loose powder just labelled painkiller, <laughs> and just scooping it into drinks and things. Oh my god! Truly astonishing. Yeah, it goes. It goes all the way to the ibuprofen. It's not just crazy pop stars and oxygen tents being given recreational morphine. The ordinary crazy guy on the street can be an- uninflamed to the point of. Of ridiculousness too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm in New York, Pierre. What I've been reacquainted with is I know what is starting to sound like an obsession of mine with regards to America. Yeah. But metal, metal, metal. So much metal. Yeah. Everything's made of metal. I was in the the bathrooms in JFK's. All the dividers, metal. The bathrooms in LAX. All the dividers between the urinals, metal. And you don't realize how little metal actually is in the UK and Europe. Like these dividers are made from like polymers and and maybe like uh, reinforced glass. It's or some like kind of plastic boys, isn't it? Or like some compressed yeah. material. It's hard but to... here's like metal, metal, metal. And like not like neat metal, sort of riveted metal. Like turn of the century in metal. Industrial revolution sort of m- m- chrome plates. And I wonder... Is, was it just like was the steel industry here just so big? Was it was this? Yeah. Who who's a steel guy? Because like all the, like there were there are a handful of American industrialists that are all famous and they all were responsible for different things, right? So yeah, the Rockefellers were oil. What were they? The, they were oil, and then the railways was was a Scottish name. Who were the railways? Well, some of them are all those old Dutch families like Vanderbilt or whatever, or Vanderpump. Or... Yeah, I think I think Vanderbilt was the railways. Yeah. yeah, and so maybe I think the steel guys were similar, but I'm not sure. But can it really have been cheaper? Metal? Well, that's... I know. I know for it to survive the plastic revolution, is. I don't know how they've done it. Yeah. And I always, my, the thing that pops into, the little fact that pops into my head whenever I see a lot of metal, because it is rare, is um, I remember reading about um, the siege of Stalingrad and, and sort of the siege of the various major cities that the, the Germans besieged in the sort of start of Operation Barbarossa. But they were, they were talking about how the, 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 the desperation of the Soviet defenders was such that they were rushing T-34 tanks out unpainted. Right, yeah. It's like they weren't even green. They were, they were, they were metal, and they just looked metal. metal. Just get them out there. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of, me- well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of metal in the, in the musical sense. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Unpainted tanks. Pretty strong stuff. Um, yeah, so that's what I think whenever I see metal. I, 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 my instinct is to go, oh, what's happening? Is there a problem? Yeah, so all the emergency vehicles here are not just like metal, but chrome, glistening. Shiny. Shiny, the ambulances, the fire trucks, shiny, glistening, the the transport vehicles, the freight trucks, glistening, shiny. It's like they're all like they've come from a parade or a museum or something, but they're glistening chrome. It just seems like I'm a, I'm more I'm, I'm impressed, mate. I'm mainly just impressed by the, the maintenance that these truck drivers. Yeah, the effort. Just, yeah, they must be polishing these things every day. It's a nation just of to look more American. It's a nation of magpies, Phil. <laughs> the other thing here is just how many flags there are everywhere. And this is oh, New York. Yeah. This is a blue state. I mean, this is compared. Compa- the rest of the country considers this state 
uh, well, traitors. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they're still flags. Like my hotel is a cool kind of artsy boutique hotel in Brooklyn, and out the front, the stars and the stripes hanging outside. Like, not not ironic, just completely normal. Yeah, even in like a hipster hotel, they're like, well, obviously we'll have an in- absolutely enormous flag. Really peculiar. Like in London, maybe the Ritz or like the handful of really old-fashioned hotels might have the Union flag outside, but it'd be weird for them. Imagine you go to Hotel Ibis and there's just a Union flag hanging outside. I, I, I would You'd be like, like oh, what's going on here? It like, is the Queen sleeping here? <laughs> if there is a big <laughs> Union flag outside a British hotel, it tends to have other flags. Like a hostel. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there could be a union so flag. It's like where backpackers be like, of the world yeah. Yeah, are welcome or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Or if there's a theme or... I mean, certainly if you walk past a pub and it had an enormous union flag hanging from a pole above it, you'd go, oh, oh, oh. Not going in there. Oh. They, 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 they don't stock Asahi, I can tell that already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's one of those pubs that started doing Thai food. <laughs> I don't think so. It might do. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a pub. Yeah, that... if I ask for a non-alcoholic beer in there, they will call me gay. Yes, yeah, yeah. The the, the they'll call the manager down to so he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here just flags everywhere. Flags, flags, flags. Really peculiar. It's it's funny. I mean, I, I, if I if I've mentioned this before, it was a long, long time ago, so I don't feel too bad. Um, when they made Horrid Henry they, in a British classroom, like in an American classroom, they had this enormous British flag hanging in the corner from like a pole. Oh, but that's Why? a thing in American schools, uh, seemingly. Uh, oh, right. Well, that was an American production. Yeah. About a British school. Well, they wanted to make it look like a school for the viewers, which were, you know, the, the money's not in the UK. Oh, I see, I see. So I see. it was an almost orientalized understanding of what a British school might look like. <laughs> what would the equivalent of orientalizing be for the UK? What would that word be? Well, I guess we are to the east of America, so maybe we could keep it, but. Oh, that's true. That's true. O- o- ox- half occidentalizing? I mean, they were. Anglo, oh yeah. Well, English, uh, hmm. but anglicized just sounds like the English language. Whatever it is, Phil, it's what's going on in Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. This kind of Brit fetishizing. Well, yeah, this kind of fetishizing and like extremely like poorly understood facsimile of of a country. Yeah, I've had to watch some Bridgerton, Phil, and I was not a fan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit. The, the, what really strikes me about Bridgerton is that it looks, it looks like they just filmed a play. Like you can you can see the stitching kind of thing. You know, it, it looks. Yeah. The grading is like so bright. Yeah. It's really odd. It's very sixth form. Um, yeah. I don't mind. I'm not like a, a 90 year old reader of the Daily Mail. I don't care that it's got not white people in. That's fine. I don't give a shit about that. What bothers no, no, no. me is I that mean, it's not like it's not supposed to be any when. Right, except it sort of is as well. They do make allusions to when they are. It's sort yeah. of Elizabethan, right? Or something like no, that. No, later, but they sort of make references, but then you sort of go, but then why is that happening? And it's all sort of, it's it's like a kind of cosplay school play thing. It's sort of a bunch of hot people dressed in clothes they think are nice, sort of farting about, really. Um, mm. And... It, it, admittedly, I'm talking about series two here, but the script is full of like, um, you know, like they're kind of like hilariously bad expositional dialogue. Right. You know, people going, ah, oh, brother. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Ah, oh, brother, what are you doing in our family home? Is that that sort of thing? Right, right, right. Where you go, okay. But it ne- like, it's not just once like, oh, we just have to get this. It's unpleasant, but let's just do it. It's like constant. Why doesn't they remind people about the same expositionary points? Just throughout the whole thing, times. like it's 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 the way that you would write dialogue for for people with acute short term memory disorder. <laughs> well, that's what I had yesterday because I was you know exhausted and but Pierre, my do you want to 
you wanna do you wanna have a guess at what my my journey time was from Melbourne to New York? Ooh, okay. Let's see. I know the longest flight you can take is Singapore to New York. So, okay, I think the new the, the, the a couple of years ago the the new one is Darwin to London, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I think so. Uh, but still, long. That's a long old one. Ooh, I'm gonna. Oh, surely at least like twelve hours. So this is from Melbourne. Mm. All so, uh, Melbourne to New York is meant to be Melbourne to LA to New York, and then a couple of days beforehand, found out my Melbourne flight had been cancelled, so I had to flight from Sydney and from Melbourne to Sydney and then Sydney to LA and then LA to New York. So how do you reckon how long do you reckon that journey was? Oh with all the jumps and changes like total. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh fucking hell. 20 hours? 26 hours. My Get friend. away <laughs> from my clock. Really? 26 hours. 26. <laughs> Fuck me. And what's the time difference? Like at least 10 hours? I think it's like three months. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like you could, it's like you could not have picked a more opposite time zone to be in. I think it's 14 hours. Jesus I've, Christ. So I'm, I'm just, I have to flip exactly my day cycle. So it was um, a 26 hour journey, 40 hours into the future. 14. I think 14 hours backwards or something. Oh, no, but plus to the 26, I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, no, oh, no, no. I think it, it takes away 14 hours. So I had this weird thing where I Oh, wait, because you left... go over the international dateline or something. Yeah, so I left, I left Melbourne um, the evening of the 17th, and I arrived in New York first thing in the morning on the 18th. Which doesn't make sense. No, after twenty six hours of 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 having to, let's be honest, smell a bit like ball bags. Oh, for sure, terrible. And <laughs> I was as guilty as anyone. I was farting on that plane. I'm not ashamed. No, I well, yeah, um, I'm, I am ashamed, but I'm also willing to admit now. Yeah. Yeah, big old journey, big old time. Uh, but you know. I'll give you this: the immigration, the immigration guys in LAX, they're much nicer. The, the Californians are more relaxed, it seems, than in uh, New York. The last time when I came through New York at JFK, last time I was terrified because you know, the, yeah, the customs officers here have guns. The yeah, that's the immigration amazing. Officers. The the people who check your passport, you can be looking down and they ask, "So what are you doing here in the United States?" And they can be smiling and they've got just a gun next to them. They've got a gun on them. <laughs> It's it's so scary. Who do you think will have a gun next? What do you think this it escalates up to? Like petrol pump guys, they should have a gun. Well, I mean, the joke is teachers, right? They always say that yeah. teachers are going to soon have guns. And yeah. Are there are there schools where there's a, a gun locked away under the teacher's desk? I don't um, know. I think so already. There must be somewhere in the southern U.S. There must be a a school yeah. that's like a. Like a production of well, to to borrow a metaphor Frankie Boyle once used, like a like a cowboy musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but not. It, yeah, it's just it's mad. I I, I yeah. do remember the the immigration guys in New York. The thing I found unnerving was them screaming the word aliens. <laughs> like they're in Men in Black. Yeah. Because that's what anyone not anyone without a U.S. passport is like, aliens over here, like waving over <laughs> the aliens, and then the realization that you're an alien. They're so dramatic here. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're in a movie, <laughs> uh, but still, it's exciting to be in America. Um, I'm my first show in in America's tomorrow in Brooklyn. The New York shows are sold out, but keep an keep an ear out any new york fans because i might be coming back later on this year not i'm not saying anything just yet but i might be coming back Ooh. but for the rest of america please check out my tour dates i'm moving around the states all the way to the west coast over the next few weeks so Lovely. go on my website get on the get on the guy's website for goodness sake um please please <laughs> well phil i think um we should do some by definition, international correspondence. Oh, yeah, sure. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ring, ring, letters, emails, Correspondence. So, L gets in touch. L, I love the name L. L, you must smell. Well, Wonderful. She, she signs Wonderful. off. Uh, L rhymes with smell. It does. It does. Look, it was the obvious choice, but sometimes the obvious ones are the best. Occam's razor and everything. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's true. Um, so the subject line of Al's email is, I used to scold my pee for being impolite. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Al says, Dear Log Fathers. Log Fathers, I like mm, that. That's new. The Log Father. And there's a photo of Pierre in that sort of the Godfather sort of black background and you put like a bow tie on. <laughs> and you're sat on the toilet, the Log Father. Yes, yeah, people have to come and ask me for favors while I'm trying to have a and shit. You, you, and you're doing that Marlon Brando face, like, <sighs> that kind of your, your lips pointed downwards. <sighs> but then, like, <sighs> um, a poo comes out and my face goes back to normal, and I was just straining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm back to normal. That's maybe why he was talking like that. Um, Dialogue Fathers, I'm a recent Pistorian uh, who, upon hearing the comment that all poo poo times are pee pee times, but not all pee pee times are poo poo times. <laughs> Ancient wisdom yeah. uh, <laughs> was reminded of a childhood memory. When I was about three years old, I found it incredibly unfair that pee nearly always interrupted poo, but poo never interrupted pee. It is unfair. Mm. It's unfair to hmm, who's that unfair to? It's unfair to poo. poo. It's unfair to poo, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that it gets interrupted. Yeah. 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 Um, how inconsiderate of pee, especially when poo made an appearance far less often. <laughs> I can't, sometimes I can't believe what this podcast is about. <laughs> I'm always amazed, and uh, not as amazed as, 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 as you are, I think, but like our fans are like people with, you know, doctorates and stuff. Like, Yeah, and they're attractive. I, I've I met so many pod buds in <laughs> Melbourne. And they're fit. They're good looking. They seem like they've got their lives together. They've yeah. got like partners. They have. They live full, rich inner lives. And then they send us this. <laughs> they send us this filth, this childish flotsam. It's extraordinary. <laughs> but because they're always good looking, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm stunned when someone comes in and says they listen to the podcast, and they're like. Uh, they look like influencers. I, I, I'm, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted every time. I have to say, I love. Um, what I love is that until it started happening more and more, and you had to confront this fact that our listeners are, are happy, healthy people by and large. Um, was that clearly you were picturing like Igor, you know, <laughs> or like um, if if a bud, if a pod bud ever talked to you after a gig, it would be from underneath a filthy cloak. Yeah, I, I, I sort of pictured all our pod buds could be played by Jack Black. That's how I saw them. <laughs> but or or like uh, or just like mysterious, um, like people in fantasy movies who have to cover themselves completely. 
because it turns out <laughs> they've been cursed or something. Hello, like yeah, under. like a golem kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, or like a Voldemort golem, like a cross between Voldemort golem, Dobby, uh, <laughs> who else? Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the Elephant Man. That's how I always <laughs> pictured every pod bud. No, whereas they are so stinky say. Elephant Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We start getting correspondence about how how they someone shat themselves when they got in trouble with their cardinal or whatever adopted father for flirting with a a, a, a gypsy lady at a fair. Go, Hang on a minute. Um, so what is a so L so um. Being upset, I would scold my pee to give Pooh a chance to shine for once. <laughs> I mean, this is unhinged even for one of our emails, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're literally at woman shouts at own urine. This is like something you would read about in the USA Today or... Is that, is that the crazy one? What's the one where it's like, my husband's an alien and impregnated me with a ghost? This is more like something you'd read in a um, an otherwise quite somber diary of a young Victorian doctor. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's but, also come something that Igor, as in Novak Djokovic's health advisor, Igor, would do to peak. You know how he was shouting at water yeah. to make it turn green? Yes, yeah, because shouting at water makes it poisonous and complimenting it doesn't. So if you shout at your pee, it'll have all your poison in, maybe. Yeah, or maybe if you shout enough at pee, you will pass your drugs test. Maybe you can shout the drugs, <laughs> the steroids out of the urine sample. Get out That's of That's what there. they're experimenting with. Get out of there! <laughs> You're shouting at your own piss. You're gonna get me in trouble! <laughs> You're gonna fuck this whole thing up for me. Uh, <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, um. So this lady would shout at her own wee. Give Pooh a chance to shine for once. Um. My mum was <laughs> anal. Pardon the pun about good manners, which clearly rubbed off on me on a young uh, at a young age. Clearly. Um. In fact, my mum thought farts were so disgusting and rude, we weren't even allowed to say the word fart. Instead, we had to call them that's... fluffs. No, that's worse. That's, that's grosser. Worse. Yeah. That's more gross. A fluff. Yuck. <laughs> that made me go, huh. That gave me, like, yeah. tingles. It's so horrible, isn't it? I've heard of that before, I think. Fluff. Ugh. Yeah, that's really horrible. Because then I'm imagining, like, an ass full of cotton wool or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, no thanks. It's also like, because it's a bit creepy. Farts can be bad, but they're not creepy. Yeah. Whereas that's creepy. They're not creepy. Um, In a brilliant cosmic twist, my sister was later diagnosed with severe ulcerative colitis. What is that? Um, Well, it's a condition of of the bowel. Oh dear! Yeah, very serious one. She went. She underwent three surgeries to remove her colon and construct a new colon out of her small (gasps) intestine. Oh, oh, Lord. Yeah. Much to my mum's dismay, this experience forced us all to speak frankly, openly, and often about poos and farts. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I hope it didn't happen because she was holding in her farts all the time for a month. Well, hopefully not. Um, My sister had an ostomy between the first and third surgeries. Uh, She can attest to the fact that ostomies do burst if they are not emptied in time, and the worst place for this to happen is at a frat party. Oh, so you can call the colostomy bag an ostomy? Apparently. Ah. Bursting at a frat uh, at a frat party, though, that is like something from an American movie that has a frat party in it. Spring break! Bag break, more like. The bag break. <laughs> um, I also wanted to share some historical knowledge, having recently re-listened to some of your early episodes. You guys once spent oh. nearly three minutes just chatting about even numbers. <laughs> 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 cool guys cool guys I, I, and you know what I'm annoyed that we spent three minutes talking about even numbers that I'm, is annoying. I'm annoyed we spent an odd number of minutes talking about even numbers I agree actually that is irritating um, <laughs> I actually wish I wasn't aware of that now that that's going to bug me <laughs> 
so there's she says thanks for making the, the stool cool from l rhymes with snow. <laughs> um <laughs> but there is an addendum here okay so l and i think this is um useful i hope she doesn't mind because this is a, an old email because we're so bad at our emails but much more recently she says dear log fathers patreon founding farter here oh so thank l you signed well. up she stuck with us yeah that's great um join the patreon uh she said i was so excited because if you join and you subscribe for uh one or two months you get stickers bud pod stickers of course um and they're pretty good. I've seen some in real life, and I can attest to their quality. One uh, one guy at, uh, I think I saw in Bristol, he had stickers on his um, water bottle fill, and it survived a dishwasher experience. Oh, wow. I know. Now that's a high-quality sticker. I think you should put the Bud Pod stickers on your toilet, like like people do on their MacBooks. Yeah. But, <laughs> but on the toilet. Yeah. I think that's right, on the system. Yeah. Along with any drawings you've done. Um, so uh, Elle says I was so excited to receive my Budpod stickers in the mail however I'm temporarily living with my parents and my mom spelled American wise uh, Mm. my mom received the package when it arrived it was admittedly difficult to explain to my uptight American mother what Koji meant and why I would have a (laughs) sticker claiming I was a pilot (laughs) (laughs) I knew things had gone too far when she asked me to explain what jacking it meant (laughs) Oh well well done for even just telling her what the abbreviation stood for yeah good for you instead of just making up something she said i told her it meant skipping sunday church wow that's very good and it it does sound correct it does sound kind of correct yeah because at least it's quite clever because it's a lie but it's still rude she's not trying to say it stands for something nice Yes, 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 yes. She hasn't tried to say that Koji stands for no of Jesus's intentions. <laughs> or something. It's a brown lie. It's a, it's like a white lie here, but it's a brown lie. She's it's a brown a bra- look, it's a brown lie. It was nothing but a brown lie. <laughs> uh, she says, I think she bought it. I love the podcast. Keep on skipping church from L. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Nice one, L. Very nice. Uh. <laughs> very, very nice. Um... Yes, good stuff. That it's 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 amazing. This podcast has really opened my my eyes as to the amount of people exposed it directly or indirectly to ostomy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously more more uh, common than you than you realize. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we just about have time for this email from Rob. Rob the slob. Mm. Get a job. Get a job, Rob the Slob. Um, He says, Good day, guys. Ah. Phil, you know what that that. means now. I obviously, I don't don't speak that language. Yeah, good day. It means sort of hello and goodbye in sort of the sense of hello, in the same way of aloha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good day. It can be formal, informal. Uh, yes, Australian for um, hello, goodbye, and nice to meet you. Yep. And that'll be five ninety nine. <laughs> and uh, everybody off the bus. And um, <laughs> Australians and have, it, actually. of course, uh, over a thousand words for coffee. <laughs> um. So Rob says, I've been meaning to email you guys for some time now as I'm a founding farter based down here in Australia. Lovely, lovely. I Sorry caught... to have missed you, Rob. Oh, uh, yeah, missed... maybe, maybe, maybe not. I caught your first oh, episode the, the day after it was released by pure luck, and I haven't missed one since. My God. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I love that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Here's the time difference. My Thursday wouldn't be the same without some good poo-related chuckles from you guys. Re- serious praise redacted here. Wow. Mm. Thursday. Imagine, Pierre, a world in which Bud Pod comes out on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, it's unthinkable. Yeah. Um, so, number one, he says, uh, I recently bought a house, and to my happy surprise, all the toilets in it are Novelli branded. Really? Yeah. No E at the end, though. Were you aware of this brand of toilet, Pierre? 
Um, I mean, that's loose, pretty perfect. Loosely, I think I was. It's, it doesn't exist in the UK, thank God. Certainly, I would be. I would. <laughs> I would have been upset if they'd started doing all the toilets, say, in schools. Yeah, that would been that would been rough. Yeah. So it's missing the e at the end. Um, he says, "I know it's missing the e at the end. It hasn't stopped me from renaming my usual morning routine from drowning a brown snake to taking my morning Pierre." <laughs> nice. That's um, good. Which is pretty good. Now, to be fair, I have been trying to think of what a daily Phil Wang could be, but have come up short. Any help or suggestions would be welcome. Hmm. I mean, it's such a shame that the Wang computer is no longer being made because the daily Wang could just be you checking up your emails, something fun like that. No, you could, but... you could check. You could check your daily Wang while sat on the Unavelli. Yes, you could. You could. Yeah, that's true. Um, so number two, he says, a coolest uncool confirmation. A while back, Phil mentioned in an episode that archery was in the coolest uncool category. Hmm. I stand um, by it. Yeah. As someone who has done the sport for 25 years and also works in the sport, I can 100% confirm that archery, archery unfortunately falls in this group. Proof of this happens almost <laughs> daily when I'm asked, what do you do for a living? And I try to respond with, I work in a high-performance sport. <laughs> <laughs> To try and avoid a series of questions about Robin Hood, tights, shooting apples <laughs> off heads, and is it really a sport if you stand still all day? <laughs> that is funny. That's uh, really funny. The Shameful Archer. Good pub. <laughs> that's a Shameful Archer, yeah. Great pub. I think that's in the Canterbury Tales, isn't it? The Shameful Archer. Yeah, it's a, the, the, uh, the sign for the Shameful Archer pub would be a little boy with an apple on his head and an arrow through his head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I personally feel that archery is the best sport ever. It is clear from these years of disappointed responses that archery needs some massive work to reach cool status. Yes. Fair. It is a classic thing of like, you go, oh, archery, that's lame. But if you were handed a bow and arrow, you'd have to wrestle that thing off me. I'd be like, let me do one more. Let me try one more. Let me try one more. Oh, of course. It's a, yeah. And if there was ever a situation where someone needed you to, to do some archery and you just absolutely smashed it, you'd be dining off that for the rest of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, every job has to face that question. If society were to collapse tomorrow, would you be of any use? Yeah. Now, I dare say an archer would be more use than a comedian. I think so. I think so. And also, if he shot someone with his bow to eliminate them, he could get his arrows back at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can return them to your inventory if mm. you walk over the body. Yeah, and, and, it, and it goes, click, click, and it, you get another one. <laughs> yeah, just a little, a little, shk, a little shk noise. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, or you can go back to the same lady who cut your hair, and she can hammer them back into a, a shape if they break. Um, <laughs> so number three, and finally, he says... Um, he says, uh, the main reason for my email is to divulge my worst poo story. Yes. Um, a few years back, I was living in NZL. New Zealand? I guess that is New Zealand. Um, New Zealand. And had only bought a small two-bedroom unit that was connected to only one other. Okay, so it's like a semi-detached, we'd say. Oh. I'd taken to running marathons a few years prior to try and get a bit fitter. What I should also mention is I've had issues with IBS for some time. Okay, okay, mm. yes, welcome to the podcast, yes. <laughs> I was out on a morning run when I had decided at the last minute to change my route. Mm. Yeah. I'd gotten bored of my usual loop and thought my body felt okay to try a new one. In hindsight, this was a big mistake. He's put that in bold, even in the email. <laughs> <laughs> The physical action of running and IBS means that in mere minutes, things can go from all smiles to some serious clenching. I like that. That sounds like something a sports commentator would say. It's gone from all smiles to serious clenching here. <laughs> um, over my old running routes, I knew where every bush, hedge, and public toilet was so I could safely use one in case the old brown demon ever reared its terrible turtle head. Yeah, very nice. I hadn't thought of that, yeah. Unbeknownst to me at the time, the new route I had chosen was along a very suburban road and had almost no, quote, cover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, you'd have to ask someone to use their house. Yeah. I was two kilometers from home when the first and only warning bell chimed. Mm. 2K. 
Ding dong. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I found there's only usually two ways to play the situation. Slow down and walk to try and stop the bouncing or muscle strain, slash run like hell and hope you make a safe space. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I sort of turn into that sort of a speed walking kind of thing. Just roll yeah. legs real close together like a, like your robot. Just zzz, 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 zzz. You yeah. look like C-3PO. Walking like a guy who's angry in the 50s. All upright, bending almost backwards. <laughs> Why I oughta shaking my fist at my own ass? Yeah. Why I oughta? <laughs> or scolding your piss, you know. <laughs> On this occasion, I chose the run like hell option. I figured I was relatively fast enough. You, could, you can't outrun your own bum. That's what they say. It's always just behind you. Um, and I could be home in minutes. Well, unlike a Bond film where the hero makes it in the nick of time, I was the villain. <laughs> It's made me laugh. I was the villain. Um, I'd barely made it even halfway before everything went code brown. I just couldn't hold it. I had to choose my spot in seconds uh, and then just cross my fingers no one would see. I chose a tree by the footpath and let loose. It was both great to rid my body of the demon and terrifying that someone might see me. Yeah. Yeah. Bittersweet. My heart leapt as I thought I was going to make it without a soul knowing. Sheer happiness... Yet as Wave 2 was leaving the building, my brand new neighbour, who had recently purchased the unit next to mine, drove past. Oh no! What a fucking coincidence. No. It was one of those... kind of small community you get in New Zealand, though. That's it, yeah. 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 It was one of those moments where time slowed down. We locked eyes and I could clearly see her (laughs) eyes widen and her mouth drop. Oh, that's my new neighbor. He's... Ah! Oh, no! The funny oh, thing no, is... Oh, that's terrible. Over the next few years, the neighbor and I never once mentioned it. The communication between <laughs> us involved very little eye contact and few words other than hey and small comments about the weather. Oh, wow. Yeah, lovely day outside. Yeah. No, it's a perfect weather to... Oh. Oh. Uh, um. <laughs> were you about to say perfect weather to shit on a tree? No, Terrible. um, well, no. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. Why would I? No, I've never seen that nearby. <laughs> well, that is all we have time for, Podbirds, in this zone. Yes, thank you for listening. We will now hasten away to the private Patreon mm-hmm. uh, area. We will run the 2K with clenched buttocks into a new area. But- any pod buds in America, please uh, check out my dates. I'm here for a few weeks. Come to the shows. It'd be lovely to see you. And anyone who still hasn't watched my YouTube special, I assume you all have. You better have. There will be a test. Uh, it's just on YouTube. <laughs> and watch it, please. It's very good. All right. Bye. Till next time. And see the Patreons in the bonus pod. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.